We are back inside the official Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast Lab, and it's time to get very serious about the outlook for some of these teams that have been bounced from the postseason already. What does the future hold for the Bruins, Avalanche, and others? We're going to get right to it on today's episode. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to your source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. The duo is back together officially. Steel, it feels good to be back on Canadian (laughs) soil and back by your side for a Monday to Friday production of this podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We appreciate all that love out there. And honestly, Steel, this time of year, I feel blessed to be doing this podcast. There's so much awesome hockey going on, on and off the ice. And I think maybe we're going to shift our focus a little bit today to off the ice and some of these teams that have been bouncing. What does that mean for them next season? Fantasy pieces. Avalanche, Bruins, Lightning, Kings, even your Wild. Lots to talk about. Let's get to that. Big time bets. And you know what? I want to talk about these updated Conn Smythe odds because Matthew Kachuk has rocketed up the board out of nowhere. Maybe worth a sprinkle. We're going to get to that too. Man, I'm happy to be back, my friend. Thank you for holding us down. And yeah, let's talk about this. Maybe what's your, aside from Boston, what's your most surprising bounce? And let's start with that team. I think the most surprising bounce, obviously, is uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I think that was oh, – well, yeah, obviously. Aside awesome from the Bruins. Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, aside from the Bruins, to me, it has to be the Colorado Avalanche. But at the same time, you know, Kale McCarr gets suspended for one game. They're without Gabriel Landeskog uh, for the entire Shushkin. season. They didn't have the Chushkin for the last four or five games, I believe it was. I think yep. he only played the first he played two. one. Yeah, yeah, one or two. And so, like, when you're without – special guys and special players like Landeskog the entire season, the Chushkin who's battled injury all season, but then obviously the incident at the hotel in Seattle brought him away from the team as well for the remainder of that series. Kale McCarr gets suspended for one game. You know, obviously the absence of Nazem Kadri was a huge thing going into the season. So, so for me, the biggest bounce probably is the Colorado Avalanche right up there against the Boston Bruins because they're the reigning Stanley cup champions. You expect them to make quick work of the Seattle Kraken. No one saw the Kraken winning that series. They didn't make quick work. Even Nathan McKinnon was like, that's the hardest first round series I've ever been a part of. And that's the type of hockey the Seattle Kraken play. So besides Boston, it has to be the Colorado Avalanche. And I think for me, where we're going to also take this angle is who has the best shot at bouncing back? We've talked about the teams losing, but there's some interesting angles to take here because I think when I look at cap friendly, you know, shout out to cap friendly and a lot of these teams have varying degrees of contract issues or lack thereof Colorado for me in the West has got to be the team that has the best shot to bounce back. Uh, There's just so much good talent and that core is intact. They're going to come back. Um, And I think really it rests on Gorgiev's shoulders to take that reign as a number one goalie. I think he can do it. Maybe that little bit of postseason, that lack of success fires him up. But also to me, Steele, and we'll head to the East in a sec. 
The LA Kings are right there on the cusp. Such a good team. And I think you and I disagreed on Corpus Allo's performance, but I think we can agree this is a really, really good team just starting to figure it out. Yeah, you know, for me, I, I've got three teams that can immediately bounce back for next season. Mm. Colorado being one of them because I already yep. I already explained Agreed. why. They, they were without yep. Atlantis Cog. They were without all those players. So it's difficult, obviously, in the first round. Mm -hmm. And like we've seen in the NHL playoffs, any team can go deep. That's that's mm -hmm. the thing I love most about the NHL. It's not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL. Any team right. can make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and win. So for me, one of those teams was Colorado, for sure. Another one of those teams was the LA Kings as well, because I think both of us said it. Thank you. Whoever came out of that series between the Kings and the Oilers were probably going to go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. At least I know I said that. One of those teams was going to Yeah, the West was wide open. It was wide open. So, yeah, we were in a disagreement on the Jonas Corposalo play again, he puts up, you know, five goals against in two, two of those last three games. And I don't think it was all on him. I, I thought he actually did play a great series. I just mm -hmm. think overwhelming yep. dry side on McDavid. So I'm with you with Colorado yeah. and yeah. I'm with you with, uh, with the LA Kings, the actual team that I have in the one team I have in the Eastern conference, it's not the Boston Bruins. It's not the Tampa oh. Bay lightning. It's actually oh. the New York Islanders. I think they have the best chance to make a bounce back season next year. And here's what I would change for the Islanders. Number one, mm. number one, um, it would have been nice for them to be able to land either Johnny Goudreau or Nazem Kadri in the offseason. So number one is they, yeah. the front office, the, the management, they have to do everything in their power in order to land a superstar in the offseason, or at least trade for one. That's number one, because we know how um, yeah. poorly they are in the offensive zone. They're not an offensive team. They're more of a defensive team. So that's the number one thing. Number mm -hmm. two, mm -hmm. they need to, to shed some of the age on their team. You know, I do love some of those depth players, but when you look at guys like I, you know, Josh Bailey, Cal Clutterbuck, Zach Parise, Matt, Matt Martin, Martin they do bring value to the team. Kyle Palmieri exactly. is also 33. They are a very, very old team. And when you have guys like Bo Horvat, Matt Barzell, Noah Dobson, Ilya Sororkin, who are young and up and coming, you mm. need to surround them with a little bit more speed and a little bit more around their same age. So I think they need, and I think they realize this too, because I've seen, I've seen some comments from Josh Bailey after the series was over because he was healthy scratch throughout that series they're most likely going to get younger and they're going to get faster. That's what needs to change because they have, they have probably to. They have to. a top three goaltender in Elias Sorokin. There's no way. Top two. Top. Yeah. Top you know two. how I feel I about I my boy Elias. So, so with Elias Sorokin. I'm actually here for this take, yeah, by so the way. So for me, Elias Sorokin is top three in the league for goaltending. He's one of the best. Right He's now. so nasty. I yeah, love so the nasty. defensive group for the New York Islanders. I think if I would change one thing, uh, check check yeah coaching decisions wise they need to be able to switch Ooh. up their games throughout Ooh. the the playoffs or out through throughout the regular season and start getting Ooh. their defensemen to jump into the plays offensively or at least produce more shots on net because i'm not seeing i wasn't seeing a ton of uh offensive production from the guys on the blue line like we're seeing out of morgan riley like we're seeing out of brandon montour so these are small little okay. changes but if they can get a little bit younger, a little bit faster to help Barzell and Bo Horvat and Anders Lee, and then you can start to instill a, a more aggressive offensive game from the guys on the blue line, because we already know how great they are in the defensive zone. So those are a few things. And for me, 
I, I really did think the Islanders were going to win that first round against the Hurricanes. It didn't end up that way, but I, I believe they can bounce back for next season. At the end of the day, and man, I miss doing this show <laughs> with you because this is what I love talking about, and I hope the listeners have missed us being together as much as we have. It comes down to our boy in the crease. This is just when you have a goaltender this good and he really seems to be peaking right now and you already have that defensive structure and the guys that you already, you and I have talked about at length on the blue line that you can rely on, you know, a bunch of underrated guys in addition to Noah Dobson. They need to shuffle the deck up front and they have a couple of good pieces that you don't have to go all out here. Is it a tall ask for the front office? We know it could be. Yeah. But I think, Steele, you're spot on here because, look, Boston's going to be Boston. Tampa's going to be Tampa. But I just think that the New York Islanders, and this is they were second on my list right behind Boston because I just think Boston, I don't know, man. Patrice Bergeron might not come back, but they still have a lot of good pieces. And that goaltending duo, anyway, I'm not going to go there. On your Islanders point, they have to get younger. Yeah, You're so spot on. That lineup is just a bit ragged. And they need that offensive punch. So if they can add a peace deal, I think just the goaltending is that good. And that's it right there. So I don't need to go back down that road. I'm happy that everyone is going back down this road of a Monday to Friday show with both Steele and I. We got a lot more to talk about. Cons my thoughts. We're going to get to also our Thursday night bets. Oh, my goodness. It's good to be back, Steele. And. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built and Built.com. You're looking for that delicious snack and you don't want all the sugar and calories. You know the best tasting protein bar is from Built and you got to try it. If you're like Steel and I, you know a healthier snack choice is better, but you don't want to compromise on that taste. You got to hit up Built. 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in the best flavors, churro. Peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream, as always. We're not sure how they do it, but they bring the flavor while also maintaining those amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can get them at Sam's Club. You can get them at Walmart. And, of course, you can get it at Built.com. Make sure if you are near a Sam's Club, you head down, get a 13-bar box of the hit flavors. Brownie batter puff and churro puff, they're fire. Thank us later. Check out Built and Built.com for all of your delicious and healthy snacking needs. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and we are available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So hammer that subscribe button, hammer the follow button, leave us a review on Apple and Spotify as well. And don't be afraid to leave any comments on the YouTube channel. DM us on Twitter at LO underscore fantasy nhl for any advice any questions even just show us your bets and nhl brackets as well we love we love connecting with all of our listeners out there so thank you guys so much for tuning in every single day we are going to get to our big time bets flip it is so nice to have you back talking bets with you again thanks brother general appreciate back in the business we gotta look at some. We gotta look at some Con Smythe yes. trophy odds right now because I think so. only I think so. you know eight teams eliminated eight teams left the updated mm. odds for the Con Smythe Trophy are here, and I mm. completely disagree with what is out there on FanDuel right now. I think yeah, there FanDuel, are a few players yeah, who are way down there that should be at the top of the list. Mm. 
and also this is just one of those times of year steel that I think uh, individual performances like you and I mentioned off air from guys like Matthew Kachuk. The man's now up at the fifth favorite mm-hmm. tied with Mitch Marner at plus 1400. These boards can fluctuate and maybe you can capitalize because also Leon Dreisaitl at plus a thousand. If you think the Oilers are going to go on a run, holy crap, steel 20 bucks on that bad boy right now. I might have to lock that in, but I think I agree with you. Some of the other odds might be a bit skewed, but now is the time to pounce before those numbers start to really drop. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm really shocked that Connor McDavid is at the front at plus 550. I completely exactly I completely disagree with that. I'm surprised that Matthew uh-huh. Kachuk isn't even in the top three at this point. The one player that I am... He could easily be the oh, favorite. He, he, I, think. I think he should be. Right right there along with this other guy. I, I don't understand how in this world is Rupe mm. Hintz like 30th right. place at plus 3,000 right now. He's leading the right, league right. in playoff points this postseason right now. He dominated so the first good. round against the Minnesota Wild. Let me look at this real quick. Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk 14 points. Rupe Hintz, 12 mm-hmm. points. Leon Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. 11. Those should be the top three players right there, not just based off of the points alone, but the way they're actually yeah. playing in the games. So for me, well, it's got to be... Ridiculous. And I guess... Yeah, and at the end of the day, obviously, how Vegas is handicapping the teams to play out weighs heavily into these odds. Like, is is realistically, are the Florida Panthers going to win the Cup? Probably not. Yeah. And the team that, you know, they need to at least be in the final to win the Conn Smythe. We've seen a lot of players on the losing side of the Stanley Cup still win the Conn Smythe. So, obviously, that reflects mm-hmm. it. But still... The Florida Panthers are up one nothing. Yep. And I'm standing here wearing this Toronto Maple Leaf shirt, but I'm very realistic. This team just slayed the beast in the best team ever in the re- regular season. And I don't need to pump my tires on Carter Verhage any more than I di- have already done. But this team's playing with confidence. Mm-hmm. And the Toronto Maple Leafs better wake up very quickly. Because if they drop two at home, Steel, we're not even going to go down that path today. Let's save that (laughs) narrative for another time. But you know what I'm getting at here. There's some value in some of these players, and I think you pointed out the best value in Rupe Hintz at plus 3,000. I think I need to throw 10 bucks on him right now. I I think you might as well because you and I both agree that the Edmonton Oilers are our favorite teams to go to the Stanley Cup Finals from the West, Mm -hmm. but the Dallas Stars Mm -hmm. are probably the second right now. If they, if Jake Ottinger's so, Ottinger so good, you know, I didn't, I, I watched that Seattle Kraken game one against the Dallas Stars. He looked mm. awful in the first period. I don't, it was crazy. It game. wasn't even all his fault. Just like flurry of goals in a span of a minute. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a deflection on the fourth goal, an absolute blister True. of a shot from Bjorkstrand on the third goal. He's stepping up his game. But mm-hmm. other than that, mm-hmm. other than that, in the first period, he was lights out. He was yeah. incredible to, yeah. for the remaining of the game, even on the even on the game-winning goal from Yanni Gord. Um, that was a screen, two guys in front of him, and he picked the corner short side. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm with yeah. you. No, like Dallas like, should take that. Dallas, but we also said Colorado should take it. So here we, we go. Did, I, I, you know, on yesterday's episode, you know, I did say the Dallas Stars in seven. I wanted to switch my answer right away after watching that game one because the Kraken looked that <laughs> yeah. good. 
Oh, man, this is just that time of year, Steele. And I think this season, what did I say about this postseason? And it wasn't a bold take. We were in for a special playoffs. Did I think it was going to be this amount of upsets? For sure not. But at least it has lived up to at least our hype for what I expected to be crazy situations. Not this crazy. Akira Schmid is the ninth favorite for the Con Smythe. We'll talk about him on another episode, but I think lastly, the last name that I wanted to throw out here. I said the Toronto are going to go on the run that Leafs fans and Toronto fans want. And my bad if this is a sketchy connection coming in and out there, but I'm just trying to say Austin Matthews right now at plus 1400. He's going to have to be pivotal and I might sprinkle a 10 on him as well. Yeah, and I think he will be. Like, you and I, like, I know you don't want to get down this road, but I want to say this real quick. Please. You and I both know how notorious this Toronto Maple Leafs team is for starting off on the wrong foot. Not even Mm -hmm. just in the playoffs, but you go back to the regular season. They stink in October. And then right when November comes right around December, they start pushing up up the standings. And that's the same in the postseason. You go back to their last eight game ones. They're two and Mm -hmm. six in game ones. They don't start well, but they respond very, you know, you go back to that Tampa Bay lightning series. They respond Mm. well when it matters most down in the third period, they crawl back, they tie it up. They win in overtime. They did that three times. So I absolutely love it. I'm not worried whatsoever. I thought it was a great game. I think we could run this episode for another 25 (laughs) minutes deal. If you realistically want to keep talking about this, because I got a lot of talking points about the Leafs and I have been overseas I celebrated the game six win in the dark at 4.30 a.m. And I almost tore my ACL on a uh, terracotta (laughs) patio on the Amalfi Coast. And listen, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in tough here against a very confident upstart Florida team. And I think Toronto Maple Leafs fans might need to wake up to the fact that they could easily lose this series as well if Ilya Samsonov doesn't find it. So there's a lot of ways to take it, but... We'll save that for tomorrow's episode because I do want to get to big time bets very quickly. Keeping today short and sweet, but you know, Steele and I are here Monday through Friday to break this all down for y'all. Yes, we are. And we are going to get to those big time bets where the money is made. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and we are available on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you're sharing this podcast with all your friends and families out there as well hit the subscribe hit the follow button we appreciate all the love all the support you show us every single day and may the fourth be with the toronto maple leafs tonight game two at home against the florida panthers as well again the seattle kraken and dallas stars at it 6 30 p.m pacific Mm -hmm. standard time It's going to be a late one for you there if you're watching that cracking game on the East Coast. But nonetheless, those are the two games for Thursday night. Flip, I'll throw it over to you to welcome you back into open arms for the degeneration, degenerate gambling over here. What's your first pick? Well, first of all, before I get there, this is how you know I'm serious about life. I had to be texting my sister who lives back here in (laughs) Toronto for some a couple of bets over the two weeks I was in Italy. It was a little spotty, so it's good to be back in the old GPS zone to make my own bets. <laughs> and I think where I have to start is with this Florida Panthers-Toronto Maple Leafs game. And yeah. I alluded to the fact that plus 1,400 Austin Matthews is still worth a sprinkle at that Con Smythe. 
This is a player that needs to take the reins. He needs to lead this team. And we saw Johnny T step up. We've seen Samsonov step up. And we've seen Matthews play really well. In my opinion, he was the best Maple Leaf in the first round. Five goals, five assists, and he needs to go off. And we know he can. And at points, this Florida Panthers defense has looked a little Swiss cheese-like during the regular season. And they've allowed a lot of goals in this postseason. So, Matthews, Marner, the whole crew needs to step up. But I have a feeling 34 is going to bang out. Give me the Austin Matthews anytime goal. He has five of them so far. I'm really feeling a big game from 34. I'm with you with this pick as well. I I thought he was fantastic. One of the best players for the Leafs in game one as well. So close to a couple goals So many scoring opportunities, partial Mm -hmm. breakaways. Bobrovsky was just sensational in that game. But I don't I'm want to you. talk about that, by the way, I, from the homework side you, of things. Austin, Austin Matthews, anytime goal, first pick. I think he's going to rip one by the Bobcat Love over it. there. Number two, though, I've also got the Maple Leafs on the money line because they bounce mm. back in big ways after, after a tough loss in game ones, and they've done that Ooh. for a while. So I'm Laying going a Austin lot of Matthews. juice. Austin Matthews, anytime goal, Maple Leafs on the money line. And then mm. for my lock of the night, yes. I'm going with the Dallas Stars. And Seattle Kraken under six and a half. I don't think I it's like gonna that. Be, I don't think it's going to be that crazy of a, a scoring frenzy in the first period or even the Agreed. entire game. I'm going Agreed. with the under six and a half in this matchup, uh, and that's my lock of the night. I really do think you're going to see Jake Ottinger steal a game for them. He's that kind of goaltender. He wasn't great in game one. Nine goals in game one. If I were to be betting on that because I was GPS restricted steel, I would have lost money on that. I probably would have taken the under knowing how good Grubauer was in the first round as well. I think I love that one. So I'm going to add that to a parlay with my last two picks before I get to my lock of the night. Jason Robertson, two goals, five assists so far. Fairly pedestrian on the clutch side of things. And I think he maybe just was fired up by that Joe Pavelski performance of four goals from the veteran. Hey, you know how I feel about Joe Joey P. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole either, Steele. We got a lot more bullets in the chamber for the rest of the week. Robertson, anytime goal. I think he steps up big time as well. This just feels like a couple of good angles here, Steele, right? Leafs need to respond. Go to Matthews. Dallas needs to respond. Go to Robertson. It's not rocket science. I'm feeling these angles. And lastly, over. My lock of the night is over six and a half with the Florida Panthers and Toronto Maple Leafs. I think you're going to see five, two Leafs, four, two Leafs. So I might tease it down. I don't know, Steele. It's just a gut pick here. Five of the last Wait, Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. Hold on. I'm a little bit wiry because it's been a while since I've been I say here. 90% of the games in the regular season were over the number. Maybe 95% of them. Uh, thank you even very the last, much. Even the last two years, and also the previous three playoff games for the Florida Panthers, twenty-eight goals scored. So I'm just feeling the over here. Samsonov is still finding himself. Leafs respond. Marner, all the big boys. Willie Nylander's got to get going as well. I'm gonna say five-two Leafs final. I, and the I over, like that too. Lock of the night. I like that too because I was actually leaning towards the puck line, but I'm gonna go with the money line in this because. But I I, I like the mm. confidence there with this over in that Florida hey, Panthers. Toronto I'm Mason just happy game. to be back, pal. I, we're ha- we're all happy to have you back, Big Flint. Thanks, brother. Love you on the podcast, and we love you out there, everyone who tunes in every single day. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. 
hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. We appreciate all the feedback from all of our listeners out there. Good luck with all your bets out there. Good luck to your favorite team in the playoffs as well. Mm -hmm. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow.